Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Here's your host, Denise and Fred Penny. Oh, Cal's having someone else try this. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Cal's back there directing uh, our uh, co-producer. That uh, You can turn that, you can turn that uh, music down if you'd like to. Uh, we're having a co-producer uh, handle this thing right now. And Cal Hunter's uh, clapping, even though he's not doing his job. There it is. The music's down. I'm Fred Penny. Denise Dirks is with me. We have uh, Cal Hunter back at the... Uh, uh, I'm going to call it the board, and he's got uh, an assistant uh, helping him uh, by the name of Garrett Penny. He's a uh, lawyer, or we're waiting to be a lawyer in our firm, and they're uh, back there playing with all the radio Just training, stuff. just training. Training, I hear this. It's all right, okay, all right. It's all good. Those of you in Tennessee joining us for the first time, that's what you listen to. I didn't say it was good training. No, it was horrible. It was actually, that was like, but that's why it's live. You get to see exactly what what, what happens behind the scenes. Uh, We sit here, and by the way, there's a a glass. We can see in the other room is where the control uh, room is, and... uh, uh, Cal is, is training a new producer, uh, co-producer. Hey, so anyway, we're going to talk about some interesting things this hour. We're going to talk about Jay-Z's uh, lawsuit and his uh, recorded deposition. That's an interesting thing uh, about recording the depositions under oath of, of stars and, uh, and what, it's, uh, what protections they have and some interesting things that they're trying to get from Jay-Z. And this is a perfume company suing Jay-Z. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, a lottery winner has to give a ton of the money to his ex-wife. We're going to talk about uh, Denise, who does uh, family law, a little bit about that. As Cal calls it, he calls it Divorce Saturday. So we have been talking about (laughs) a lot of divorce cases, and it's going to be Divorce Saturday today. Remember, this uh, this is an interesting and exciting but sometimes informative show, but... You, we're only talking about general topics. Uh, make sure you seek local counsel. We're not giving you legal advice uh, except around the Christmas table or, or, you know, any family event where the in-laws are there and you want to show them up. You can just use Radio Law Talk as your uh, source when they say, well, they say, because you know, when they say they say, there, there's no proof. But when you say, well, Radio Law Talk says that. So that's the, we, we just give you that little, little tidbit of help. So uh, that's going on. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the NRA and San Francisco lawsuit. The NRA did sue San Francisco. We're going to talk about the First and Second Amendment there. Uh, and then Amber Geyer, you know, we, the D- Dallas police officer case, that, that thing has been beat to death. I mean, we know it's been beat to death, as in, not to say it in, in, a, in a bad way, but, I mean, everyone's constantly talking about it. It's still interesting, nonetheless, I think. And, I, and the interesting thing Denise and I are going to talk about is the difference between the murder and manslaughter, and why she wasn't convicted of manslaughter, and, and that issue. Um, but if you want to call us at 855 Law Radio, uh, you can call us and talk to Cal or Garrett Penny. Um, we miss uh, Todd uh, Cunin, who is off shooting a commercial. Uh, he is uh, a working Where's man. Where's Todd? Yeah, he's not with his kitties, but he's uh, shooting a commercial. And then uh, we're going to get into all kinds of fun stuff. If we have time, we're going to talk about whether or not Harvard and other schools discriminate against uh, choosing students. And, you know, the answer to that. Of course they do. Of course they do. And it's not just Harvard. All schools discriminate. Now, is it a discrimination that is a bad thing? Or is it illegal? Is it legal? And uh, it's interesting what the courts say about that because discrimination means can mean a lot of things. It's not in the traditional sense, but of course they're going to say, okay, we, we want some more people from Idaho. And in fact, I always tell the story about an individual that I went to law school with that was single, that was very bright, I mean super bright, from a little tiny town of Idaho with only, I think, a 600, 800 population, and he got accepted to Harvard over a lot of the big city kids that did just as well. Why? Because, and actually, it, that's what the judge talks about is, you know, they want diversity, and a little farm boy from 600 population out of Idaho, not a lot of them applying to Harvard. And it was a white male, and he and he got and he got accepted. But um, because uh, it's it's diversity, right. not just in in racial diversity right. or cultural diversity, but it's also financial diversity. And but also, we're course, looking for but, that. But the course also defined aggrieved classes, right? I mean, so you can say, well, if it's 
an aggrieved class could say, well, they didn't pick me. I'm an aggrieved class. I should have gotten in versus, right. you know, the smart And, and that's Idaho, why but, it's right. it's a lot of, um, it, it was, it's an uh, oriental um, association of kids that they think they're being discriminated against. And, and, they, and, and they may be, and, and to some degree. But it's interesting that the stuff that I was reading, and, and, and this trial came down to a huge statistical, uh, you know, fight and, and everything about deep statistics that, would spin people's heads just thinking. But one interesting thing I found is there is some huge discrepancies of people that are accepted in their grades and in their SAT or ACT scores. I mean, like literally much lower uh, grades and and. And that's ACT just not scores. high on the priority list. Yeah. You know, it's one of the factors, but it's not the factor. Yeah, but there is they did it is there is interesting if you look at it on on its face you think well of course they're discriminating but. Don't all schools to some degree? Well, if you don't believe Fred, you can check the USC volleyball team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about the admission scandals. We will. Hey, let's talk about the admission scandal in a minute, but we, we do have a, an update on the college admission scandals after we do case or no case. So those of you in Tennessee who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we do have some new, uh, two new affiliates out of Tennessee joining us. Uh, we do have a thing called Case or No Case where Cal, our illustrious producer, tells us a case scenario, and we have to determine whether it's a real case or he's faking it and what the outcome is. And the first winner to 50 points, the other co-hosts have to buy a dinner of steak and lobster. So when I get my steak and lobster, I think I know the restaurant I'm going to go to. Should have seen the look Denise just gave you when you yeah. said that. She didn't seem convinced that you were going to okay. win. Well, Although the points you are, are pretty close. I'm getting pretty close to 50 yeah, points. You are. So you with are. that. Get ready to roll, case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. Double points for this one on case or no case. Double points. That means if you win, you get to add on a total of, uh, well, up to four points. If you lose, we subtract the same amount. And first hour, Cal, Denise and I got... Zero. Zero the last time. I skunked you oh both, and, I was, and I'm just sick about the whole thing. Okay, now I start off with Peter Vukovic, a oh. pitcher for the Philadelphia Baseball Phillies organization, a promising left-hander, but he blew out his left elbow, and he underwent Tommy John surgery. And at the hospital, after the transplant surgery, they used an automated blood pressure machine, which the technician really put on there very, very tightly. And it sampled his BP every hour. And on so tight, not only did it take his blood pressure, it starved the ligament that was transplanted on his elbow, rendering the treatment useless, finishing Vukovic's career. So the Phillies and Vukovic sued St. Marie's Hospital in Port St. Lucie, Florida, for the next three years of Vukovic's salary, all $75 million of it. The team said the salary was guaranteed. Vukovic says, I don't care who pays me. I just want my $75 million. And so I ask you, Denise Dirks, case or no case? Vukovic. Vukovic. V-Y-U-K-O-V-I-C. What year was this, Cal? This was in ni- fairly recently, 1999. 99. So I'm right at the cusp. Okay, so the question is not whether there's a suit, but it's who he sues. So does he sue his uh, baseball the Phillies team? The team does the suing. The team does the suing. Oh. They want to recover the salary from the hospital, the $75 million from the hospital. They're very upset that they have to pay this guaranteed contract to Peter Vukovic. Okay. All right. Um, there is no privity of contract between the team and the um, hospital. And the rights go to um, Peter Vukovic, Vukovic not yeah. the team. The team does not have a right to sue the hospital. So I'm going to say suit, lawsuit is the case, but the team loses. Okay. And mm. that's a good I got to be pretty close because oh, I, I feel it. Yeah, we're, we're almost uh, at our break time. I've got some interesting little tidbits to talk about this because uh, I know this uh, area a little bit of law. In fact, uh, I can't talk about cases that we deal with, but we, we uh, do have similar type of cases. And I'm going to discuss it after the break, and it's going to be very interesting, some things I bring up, even though I'm not a very interesting person. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. I would disagree. You're just fine. We'll take a break. We'll come right back for the second segment of Radio Law Talk for this hour. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius meoriere por questus propirium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's Let's have have Todd Todd do it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. No points for you. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. We're back on. Uh, we're here. Advertising for legal services. 
I got uh, I got to I apologize. My timing is goofed up right now. I think that's probably something where my brain got a little affected. Yeah, so I yeah. Apologize. No, uh, so I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah, you work on that, and and uh, we're going to be off a little bit. We have Cal back, just so you know. We're not going to get in details of it. Cal's been a little bit sick, and he's back for the first time. We forgive you, Cal, for you, taking us in late and taking us out early. So okay, uh, trying to help. But but we're doing case or no case. So. Case or no case, uh, you talked about this uh, Peter Vukovic. And the interesting thing for me, Cal, is I follow sports pretty well. And uh, we've got to make sure that, you know, I, I don't know this. You know, that's important that case or no case, I'm not cheating. But I, I don't know Peter Vukovic from the Phillies. And I'm sure, I'm sure there is such a person. Cause I even have, did I tell you, I have a bunch of baseball cards from the 1960s on that I collect. I love them. I love baseball cards. But anyway, he has the Tommy John surgery. He has a $35 million, oh no, $75 million guarantee from the Phillies, and they basically argue that the hospital screwed up the surgery, therefore he's out for good, and now the team has to pay him $75 million, and they don't get to use this pitcher. And the question is, case or no case? And Denise, you said that it is a case but they lose, as in the Phillies lose, correct? Yeah, because they don't have any privity of contract between the hospital and themselves. Good point. And I said before the break that it's important that uh, I have something interesting to say. I don't have the contract in front of me, but I will. Uh, I'll, uh, we don't bet here, but I always say a bet nickels. Um, my grandpa say that that there is uh, rights in the contract that, that, that they can, and there, this happens a lot, they can transfer the rights to the team to sue on his behalf. And so what happens is oh, okay. the team can sue on behalf of the player and step in their shoes, and I bet there's a clause in there that allows them to do that with uh, Peter Vukovic, and uh, that's what they're doing. Now, whether they win or not, I think this is a case this is a, a standard scenario, um, but I'm worried about Cal kind of tricking us. But 1999, this is a case, and I believe they do win against the hospital uh, for a medical malpractice. I'm gonna back. I'm backtracking and saying this is a scenario, but not a case. Dang it! I'm going on the limb. Not a case, Cal, but it is a true scenario. No case. Well, Peter Vukovic is an actual player, but from a much earlier era. So I'm just passing that along. For those of you who say it was a case, sad news, Denise. Yeah, I, did, I changed last minute, Denise. I knew that. I was just thinking, I don't remember Peter Vukovic. Maybe I do. Yeah, it was from many years ago. He was a player. But at any rate, I'm sorry. I just pulled up a name out of my, you know, my archive of foolishness. And there it is, Peter Vukovic. Uh, this has happened before, apparently, my understanding, but I don't know how that all came out. But. I will tell you, Cal, that... Uh, um, so does he get two? Because he said it's a scenario, but it's not a he case. He gets one point, and you get minus two, Denise. Oh, okay. <gasps> well, it was double points, double was points. it not? It no, I get two. I get two points. It's double, so no, I get two double points. double points. You didn't say we get points taken. Mm, we used to, Cal. Did I? No, you didn't say uh, it. Okay, Cal. So, it's okay, up to Cal. Fine. Cal's the Dang ultimate. It. It's fine. <laughs> okay, That's but I fine. give me two because it's double points. So instead of one, I get right. two. Yeah, I give you a plus two. Denise, I'll give you one point. One? No, it's no, zero. No, I get zero. Zero. I give clearly zero. said it was a case. Denise, I'll give you zero points. Okay, okay. there we go. All right. yeah. Fair enough. Okay, plus so two am I still Fred. 39 and he's 45? I well, don't know. But good enough. I'll tell you this one. Here's what I know. That, ladies and gentlemen, is... Case or no case. Next hour, I'm going to take you to the movies for case or no case. All right, let's do let's do the movies. Right. Hey, we're, we're it's it's divorce Sunday, a Saturday. So talk about the man who wins a 50 million dollar lottery in Michigan. And, it was 80 million. I mean, 80 million. Did I say 50? 80 yes. million dollars in Michigan, and the estranged wife says, "Hmm, what happened?" Well, it's a really interesting case because. The, there's no the facts that are not in dispute. The man and wife they separated. They actually had filed for divorce, and yet there hadn't yet been anything really done on the on the divorce yet. And the, this case went to arbitration. But while the parties are separated, and after they uh, the wife had filed for divorce, and two years later, um, the husband won $80 million in the Mega Millions lottery jackpot. 
um, which amounted to $38 million after the taxes and the deductions were taken. Wow. that's So he didn't want to split this with his wife. And this is the funnest thing. I love this. They looked at the fact that um, this <laughs> man made a lot less money than his wife. His wife made, you know, um, between 100 and 125. Yeah, exactly. 100 and 120 thousand annually, and this. Uh, and I, 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 I got to be careful how I say it. This guy earned the average of 36 thousand a year during the marriage. That's right. So he was making a lot less during the marriage, and he was buying these lottery tickets and. The throughout the marriage. Yeah, throughout the marriage. And so the community took the losses on these other tickets that he had bought throughout the marriage. So the arbitrator said, hey, look, since he made less money and spent most of the community property that he brought to the community um, on these lottery tickets, then – and he didn't pay – any support for the children and you know there's lots of things then he needs to um, provide half of this to his former wife and the arbitrator during this decision it comes up and then the arbitrator dies yeah that was crazy that was crazy and so then another arbitrator comes in and makes the same award and then it's upheld by yeah. the courts. The interesting thing about this, too, was that, uh, yeah, he, he dies, and the Michigan Court of Appeals upheld it in June of 2019. But at the time, they were separated, Denise. My understanding, again, I, I've been wrong before, but not quite divorced uh, at the time that he won the lottery. Can you see this? Whoops, I'm getting divorced. I better hide this. Oh, what? I'm going to be on TV. Well, there's a California case that we should talk about very briefly. All right, well, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. I'm Frederick Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Thanks for turning on Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on the radio. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-
No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stopped smoking, now start screening. No matter how much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. This is Radio Law Talk. We are back, uh, Denise and I and Cal Hunter, the uh, Three Musketeers, and Garrett, uh, thank you for joining us and uh, co-producing this wonderful show. We were talking about lotteries and divorce. Cal said it best. Cal called it Divorce Saturday. So today is Divorce Saturday at Radio Law Talk. But there's some interesting things about... Uh, even though we just discussed this Michigan case in California about the lottery. What's the deal yeah, with that? Yeah, the, the interesting thing is it was back in 1999 when this decision came down. Um, Thomas Rossi and his wife, Denise Rossi, never had any marital problems at all. And then all of a sudden, Denise Rossi told him, I want a divorce. And she filed for divorce just weeks later. Um, he couldn't figure it out, and she did never really tell him. But he finally found out what happened. Three years later, or 11 days before she filed for divorce, she had won $1.3 million in the California lottery. <laughs> she oh, never no, told she him. She didn't. Oh, she no. never told anybody. She didn't tell her attorney. She didn't tell anybody. And somehow he found out about it, and he took her back to court. And the judge in that case, it was out of Los Angeles, gave all of the money Ooh. to the husband. Good job, Judge. And because and in her deposition, she admitted that she concealed her winnings because she didn't want her ex-husband getting his hands on them. But Denise, so, wouldn't that, I mean, under California law, isn't something that you get, that you acquire when you are still a couple, isn't that somehow 50-50? community That's property? community property, clearly. Yeah. But shouldn't yeah. it be 50-50, isn't it? Or well, not? okay, say, I'm glad you asked that question yeah. because this case, to my knowledge, was not appealed. Or if it was appealed, it didn't go all the way through the uh, process. And so I... I'm not so sure that it is good law because it's a little bit too punitive. Um, what it is, what the law is, is that you have to in disclose. California, in California. California. Yeah. You have to disclose all assets and debts, all income and expenses, period. Right. And if you fail to disclose something, that's what could be called a breach of fiduciary duty. So just like you were declaring bankruptcy, the same principles would apply, right? You'd have to list everything that you had, everything that you owed. It is. It's very, very similar. And if you don't, it could be fraud. 
or it could be a breach of of, of fiduciary duties. Wow. What's the damages? The judge could punitive damages. I guess he could he could punish you or the, she could punish you. You can't. You're not supposed to do that. That's the truth. Okay, that's why I want to. So know. Yeah. damages for breach of fiduciary duty are those that flow from the breach. So if 1.3 million dollars flows from that breach, she she kept it all. The most he should have gotten would be half, and any costs for attorney fees or costs for experts or other type of costs to get it back. So in other words, if he took her dep- deposition, he'll get those deposition costs back, but he shouldn't get more than his half of the um, the actual asset itself. But he basically sounds why, like... But why is that? Yeah. I mean, he made the judge mad. That's what I always say. You made the judge mad is what you did. Made, and, she made the judge really mad, yeah. but the judge was punitive and not actual damages um, were awarded. It was it was more. I, I suspect that that's not the law now. The, since that time in 1999, the law of breach of fiduciary duty and family relationships, and in, in specifically divorces, they it has grown and grown and grown and developed a little more. And I my thought is that he, he would get half no doubt about it, and he would get all the, his attorney fees and costs. Period. Interesting. Whatever and, it took to get it. And every state's different. All states are, but but generally, it's funny. We talk about things, and we're, we're all over the United States with this this uh, ra- ra- our radio law talk. But there there a lot of them are similar, but they they they're just a little bit different here and there. But uh, that's why we tell you seek local counsel all the time and uh, yeah. see. What, but that's to me that's interesting. I don't do family law, and to me it's like. Uh, yes, ma'am. What else would you like me to do? And that way I don't have to come see you, Denise, ever. So. But I'm fascinated by the idea of lying in court. To me, that seems just like a dumb strategy. Didn't, well, her, didn't she have a lawyer? Was she not represented? She didn't tell her lawyer. Oh, She man. didn't tell anybody. Not the first and the last time that's happened with lawyers. Believe it or not, everyone's like, oh, what'd you... No, client, clients don't always tell the lawyers everything. I will tell you, a lot of times you find out things at trial that your mm-hmm. client has omitted or at the hearing when you know something happened and you're you're finding out for the first time you're like how do I mitigate this? Let me tell you, you about know? I got I got a, I got a quick story a lawyer story about a lawyer I knew that had a trial where it was a a, a county vehicle and this individual got in an accident and the whole thing was a he said she said and as they took the depositions there's always one question that's always asked in a deposition have you ever been convicted of a felony the answer is no and as they're in trial during trial. Uh, the uh, defense for the county steps up and says, well, isn't it true, uh, uh, Mr. or Mrs., I'm not going to tell you Mr. or Mrs., that way it's uh, anonymous, uh, isn't it true that you were arrested, uh, what, two years ago and were in county jail here in this county that you're suing for stealing county property and getting caught breaking into county? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember doing this, and, and, and right as a lawyer, as a lawyer, you're you know you're going, oh my heavens, here we come, and it's like, and all of a sudden they they you know your honor, and they show them the evidence of of their uh, conviction, and then it shows the jail time. They've got it all there, and, and they testify. They can they can bring in uh, individuals to testify about it. Sure enough, and then the, the individuals like. Yeah, yeah, I think I do remember that now. Yeah, I was arrested oh, for felony, and it was like, and so, so there, and they lost the case. And the so, loss of credibility yeah. is huge. I mean, when you yeah. can really discredit um, a witness. Well, I I had fun last week. I discredited somebody, but I also made them cry, and that made me feel bad personally. But at the same time, it was yeah, the first time right. I ever made anybody cry. But you're in an emotional situation when you're doing divorce court, and I mean, people are really, really emotional i'd imagine yeah. yeah and it's very difficult and thank goodness the judge took a break and you know let things settle, settle down um, so so here helpful yeah thanks jay-z and i, I jump into things really <laughs> this is interesting so jay-z apparently had a contract with a perfume company a fragrance company called parlux p-a-r-l-u-x and apparently there was an agreement in 2016 where he was going to promote this perfume and it, the perfume was called Gold Jay-Z. And I don't know, I, if, if it was such a good good perfume, I guess I would have been wearing it. Uh, but <laughs> but Gold Jay-Z perfume, they sued him saying that he didn't go out and promote it per the contract. Okay, This is setting up what's going on. So in these celebrities, what they do as attorneys, so the attorneys for um, the perfume company, Parlux, 
is taking his deposition and they video him. And that is not unusual to do a video deposition. But as celebrities, they don't want their, their deposition videoed because something might come out that'll harm their reputation, uh, which is, they do. They have other contracts with other things. I'm sure Jay-Z's got huge contracts with other businesses. Mm -hmm. And so there's this fight is not necessarily over the case, over his deposition. I know. I can't, I couldn't believe that he refused to do the video deposition and he did not get sanctioned. I'm, I'm telling you why, Denise. Tell yes. Why. You know why. Why? Well, why? because it's about leaks. So what Jay-Z was worried about is that somebody would leak this deposition, not for the purposes just of the trial. That's exactly right. And, and his, his likeness is there, everything that's proprietary about Jay-Z, the way he talks, the way he sings, all of that was in this videotape deposition, or would be. And so the judge really did find that he acted with, um, with just cause. Yeah, so mm -hmm. backing up a little bit, so what happened is the issue is does Jay-Z, was he doing his job and going out and marketing this? So some of the evidence that they found that will determine where he was, and, and he says, yeah, I was marketing, show me proof, is in his private journal. And so they have subpoenaed his private journal, and they're going to talk to him about his private journal yeah. on this deposition that will be videotaped. Now, how, video, how depositions occur with videotapes is they... They put like a, what do you call it, a watermark over the deposition, and the court reporter keeps the original. And what happens is the court reporter always keeps it, and Jay-Z and their lawyers are worried about that original going out without the watermarks, and so um, that's because the Because the watermarks issue. will tell who leaked that's exactly the deposition right. itself. That's exactly right. And so, and there is confidentiality agreements in this that they cannot, and the, and the courts are good about making sure these are confidential. It's not going to get out. So... Uh, the judge did something very interesting here. Um, uh, I can't remember if it was a he or she, but the judge said, what we'll do is the minute the watermark ones are made, the deposition and the videos, we will destroy the other original video that has no watermarks. Which is unheard brilliant. of. But that's brilliant, it's though. It's brilliant. It's totally unique to yeah. this case, but it is it is unusual because usually you lodge the original with the court. That's exactly right. And there, so the original then gets lodged with the court, and then everybody has that original sitting there for the judge to look at. Yeah, Mariah Carey twice had to had her deposition taken in lawsuits uh uh, and so this is nothing new. So that's anyway, Jay-Z's uh, I'm going to say a one uh, a something uh, uh, that's going to help him out that that maybe he doesn't have to have his deposition videoed uh, sent all over the place. By the way, they're claiming they lost 18 million dollars, this perfume company. And Jay-Z's arguing that they owe him three million that they didn't pay him. So this is over a lot of money. We'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit about San Francisco and the NRA when we come back. More Radio Law Talk is straight ahead right here. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Not long ago, I was watching an episode of America's Got Talent when I noticed the singer that was about to perform had no shoes on. Her name is Mandy Harvey, and she's totally deaf. Though she can no longer hear due to disease, this young woman is able to sing beautifully. Mandy uses visual tuners when she practices to ensure that she's hitting the right notes, and she performs without wearing shoes so that she can feel the song's beat through the floor's vibrations. When asked why she sings, Mandy said, I sing to encourage other people. It's what makes me happy. Oh, friend, you just have to hear this talented woman sing. To watch the clip of Mandy performing her original song titled Try before a live audience, visit disabilitycampaign.org. And hey, if you have a disability, let Mandy be an encouragement for you to follow your dreams. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
All advertising for legal services on radio. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah, We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to... L-E-T-T-Y-N-Company.com. Lettyandcompany.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all... T- oh, stop it. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Hey, uh, a shocker alert, shocker alert, 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to call in or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Uh, uh, shocker alert, ready for it. Uh, the NRA and San Francisco don't get along. Um, I don't think San Francisco gets along with anyone, and I'm 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 just being straight up with you and telling you I don't I don't think uh, in, unless you follow their agenda, and we are politically neutral, and I know that, but just I'm sorry, but even uh, on the left, people are going what what San, I mean, come on, San Francisco, really? Come on, I mean, again, politically neutral. You're right. It's I'm it's I'm biting my tongue so hard, and this has nothing to do with the left or the right or the middle. They just pass these, do these bizarre things, just bizarre. So they come out and call the NRA literally, and it's not, it's a unanimous deci- unanimous vote in the San Francisco City Council. The NRA as a terrorist group uh, within the United States, they call them a terrorist group, and basically say anyone that's doing business with them within our city basically can't or they're going to be you know and so the nra sues under the first amendment you know freedom of speech and second amendment if uh, freedom to bear arms and and guess what it doesn't last but a short time and the uh mayor uh, uh london breed uh, of uh, san francisco wonderful smart thing and i tell you it wasn't wasn't the the mayor it was their council for san francisco or pulling them aside and going let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> Not only are you off, you're so far off the edge here. Don't even try it. And so the mayor comes out, and, and, and rather than waiting for an instruction from the court, the mayor backs down and says, no, this is a quote, no municipal department will take steps to restrict any contractor from doing business with the NRA 
or to restrict city contracting opportunities for any business that has any relationship with the NRA, which was the smart thing to do. Otherwise, they're going to face years and years and years of litigation. Well, it's just not litigation. It's just not right, Denise. I mean, I don't care what you say. We're neutral. That is not right. I don't care if it's the NRA, NAACP, you know, whatever group it is. You can't do that. You can't restrict them because of what their speech is. That's that's what the government. I mean, that's what our our we're, we're this whole this whole government and our whole. It's a freedom country's... of association yeah. under the First Amendment, and then it's a the right to bear arms under the Second Amendment. And so, freedom of speech too, you know. Oh, and freedom of speech yeah. too. Yeah. But you know, it was the board of supervisors that did this, and then the the mayor backed down, which was really important. And just what exactly what you said, you believe that. Of course, the city council, uh, the attorney for the city or the attorney for the mayor said, hey, you know, let's we're not going to win this one, first and foremost. And secondly, why spend our resources on doomed litigation? Well, Denise, and why don't you take care of the five billion homeless? Sorry, that's that's an exaggeration. Homeless people on your city that are parked all the way up and down the city that you can't figure out what to do with San Francisco. Oh, don't get me started because federals cut funds for the homeless. But but I'm saying. But but isn't the real question who said this was a good idea? Who brought this up in the first place? It was was the Board of Supervisors. Somebody on there. It's crazy. Somebody made the proposal before it could be seconded and voted upon, right? I mean, uh, somebody you, did that. It was unanimous, so yes. Just, but but here's board. my point. I want to jump back in, Denise. Yeah. I'm not going to let that point go. My point is you're, uh, you're, that's an issue too, but how much money are they going to spend fighting this lawsuit? Take that money and put it oh, toward the homeless. Millions. So, uh, that's what I'm trying to tell you yeah. is uh, – Put it toward the city, something that'll that'll be good. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say is put it to help the homeless instead of instead of uh, fighting the NRA on this thing. You're ne- the odds of you winning are slim and none. Now here's the interesting thing about it that um, we haven't discussed yet, Denise. I didn't know this. There also a similar ordinance in Los Angeles that got passed. I didn't know that. Yes, that's true. That they are fighting right now. Um, the NRA is a, a, that basically says kind of the same basic thing, and so the NRA is going after them. And the NRA says, you know, we're going to fight everybody that tries to do this, any any city. But uh, now I wonder if Los Angeles is going to see, hmm, maybe we shouldn't uh, do this with the NRA. Yeah, well, I think it, because the city, LA, tried to bring a motion to dismiss the case, and they lost that motion, so the case right. is going forward. And I think. They should be seeing the writing on the wall. Yeah, and just back off and just and, and not do the same thing. But anyway, there you go. That's the city of San Francisco, actually stepping up and doing, in, uh, at least, in a legal sense, doing the right thing and the Wise, smart thing. Wising up a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. that's just that's so far over the edge. And I guess L.A. is not going to do that. Uh, but California, they they set precedents, good or bad. They set precedents in California. So the thing that 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 has been everyone's been talking about all week, and I know that it's uh, you know beating this drum so much, and and it it has to be one of the most interesting cases I've seen in a long time, is the former Dallas police officer found guilty of of murder. Uh, now let me this is Amber Geiger. Todd Kunin, who's our normal co-host, was a former prosecutor in Tennessee and California, now has his own criminal practice. He, this is up his uh, genre. I don't practice criminal law. I don't know much about it. I do know a little bit. And what I do know is in Texas, where this occurred, um, many states have what's called first and second degree murder. Texas only has murder. It doesn't have first and second degree murder. It just has murder. Um, and what's called capital murder, and then it had, then you can do what's called uh, manslaughter. The difference basically is, uh, you know, uh, murder is, uh, you know, I don't know the difference in in Texas because in in other states where there's first and second degree, second degrees, it's not premeditated. You didn't premeditate to to, to say, lie in wait. Yeah, lie in wait to shoot a person. Where where first degree is, you intended, you lied in wait. I mean, you set this thing up. Uh, but manslaughter is basically negligent, negligent and reckless, you know, type of behavior. Taking, that your behavior took caused the loss of human yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And so the question is, why was this not manslaughter instead of murder? And Denise and I have talked about this back and forth. Why didn't she get convicted of manslaughter? And Denise brought up a very important point. As you watch some of this, but there was something uh, that you noted that was kind of a tipping point what you saw. Right. I saw an interview of, of several of the jurors that were on there, and they basically said why they found her guilty of murder was because she admitted 
that when she shot shot, um, the victim, that she did shoot to kill the victim. And she had testified she was afraid that he he was going to shoot her, and she was acting in self-defense. But by her saying that she intended to shoot him to kill him that was enough to to rise to murder in their eyes and they didn't have any other choices i mean manslaughter was part of the same conviction if you will for murder but murder is a higher charge so when they found enough for manslaughter then they had to ask about the intention and she testified to her intention and they felt like they had to impose a sentence that was they all of them agreed 28 years was way too much because that's what the prosecutor was asking for and they all said no this there clearly was a mistake here um she needs to serve time for what she did um and they came down with a 10-year sentence and she should be eligible for parole in five years what's interesting is there's still protests and people out there protesting i I, I don't think there's any – some people you just can't make happy no matter what. And But, again, you know, the elephant in the room is the brother that testifies, yeah. I wish – you know, I forgive you. I love you. What? What a what, what an well, amazing he, he said, thing. He what said, I know man. if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. That was his very first thing. Yeah. Because he's a God-loving person and, and, and a Christian um, that believes in forgiveness. And he uh, also said, um, everybody else wants you to rot and die in hell, basically. Yeah. And I don't. I, I want what's best for you. Um, I, I don't even want you to go to jail. I want what's best for you because what my brother would want would be give your life to Christ and um, by giving your life to Christ that's exactly what my brother would want and he was such a forgiving soul that he asked the judge may I hug her and he wanted to hug the defendant and the judge didn't want to do it initially and he said please please she said please please no 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 he said please yeah but yeah yeah yeah. he said please please and the judge finally said okay and they hugged and everybody's crying and you see the judge was crying too yeah but what's interesting it tells you about the individual that was killed what a great man he was too it sounds like he was just the epitome and like you know just a, a person coming out of a tough situation he was from uh, Africa, Ghana, or somewhere? I don't know. Some, yeah, so, but but yeah, he Africa, became an Ghana. accountant and is a, a great citizen of the United States. And uh, anyway, we wish uh, it was a bad situation, but what a great person that the brother was. And it sounds like the individual that was shot was just, uh, just a wonderful man. Hey, we'll be uh, back in our third hour uh, talking about more uh, radio, more law, and having fun. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.